Welcome to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Well, here we are again, guys. You ready to do another Bible study? Yeah. Yes. Our favorite thing to do every week is to prepare these Bible studies for all you wonderful folks listening online. Yes. And today we're kicking off the book of Titus. Titus. Remember the Titus. No, let's remember the Titans, but it's funny, huh? Uh, And we're going to also do the book of Philemon. So let's kick it off with chapter number one and verse number one of Titus. This letter is from Paul, a slave of God and an apostle of Christ Jesus. I have been sent to proclaim faith to those God has chosen to teach them to know the truth that shows them how to live godly lives. This truth gives them confidence that they have eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised them before the world began. And now, at just the right time, he has revealed this message, which we announced to everyone. It is by the command of God our Savior that I have been entrusted with this work for him. I am writing to Titus, my true son in the faith, that we share. May God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior give you grace and peace. I left you on the island of Crete so you would complete our work there and appoint elders to each town as I instructed you. An elder... How many of you guys want to be elders when you grow up? Not me. Not you? You don't want to be an elder? No, I stay 21 for that. You will be an elder when you grow up, but an elder in the church. Right. But as we get older, we should become elders. And an elder must live a blameless life, guys. You know what that means? No one shall blame her. Yeah, but you can't be doing things that people are blaming you for doing. You should be above reproach. You should be good. Right. It says he must live a blameless life. He must be faithful to his wife. And his children must be believers. Are you guys believers? Yep. Yeah. All right. I can be an elder, guys. Am I an elder yet? Are you sure you want He's getting there. Yeah, you are. Hey. Take it easy. I'm a young elder. Because you have gray hair. He's a yelder. <laughs> I'm a young elder, guys. He forgot about his beard. Hey, leave all my gray hair out of this, guys. You know, it just—it didn't say you have to have gray hair. It well, said you must be faithful to your have wife. Gray hair. And you must have gray hair brings wisdom. Who are believers? Oh, and I'm excited. I've been raising you guys to be hair. believers. Right? So you are an elder. Amen. I guess I'm an elder. I can't, I can't fight it forever, guys. Because of that beard. Let's see what else the criteria is. He must not have a reputation of being wild and rebellious. I think I have broke that reputation Amen. in my life. Thank God. Amen. Yes, it's broken Lord. Chain. Yes, Jesus. A church leader is a manager of God's household. So he must live a blameless life. Amen. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered, he must not be a heavy drinker, or violent, or dishonest with money. Rather, he must enjoy having guests in his home. You guys notice, this is all the same stuff he told Timothy, right? Yeah. 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 
and he must love what is good. He must live wisely and be just. He must live a devout and disciplined life. He must have a strong belief in the trustworthy message he was taught. And then he will be able to encourage others with wholesome teachings and show those who oppose it where they are wrong. That's a good thing. We got to be able to show people where they're wrong without offending them. Right. Yes. We need biblical wisdom. For there are many rebellious people who engage in useless talk and deceive others. This is especially true of those who insisted on circumcision for salvation. They must be silenced because they are turning whole families away from the truth by teaching false teachings, and they do it only for money. Even one of my own men, a prophet from Crete, has said this about them. The people of Crete are all liars, cruel animals, and lazy gluttons. This is true. So reprimand them sternly and make them strong in the faith. They must stop listening to Jewish myths and the commands of people who have turned away from the truth. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. Didn't I tell you that the other day, Saul? Yes. Everything is pure to those whose hearts are pure. So we keep our focus on God and we live our lives for him. And if someone goes, hey, what you're doing is, is bad. You shouldn't be doing that. We know that if we're living our lives with a pure heart, then it's going to be pure for us, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, that means we don't have to worry too much. We just got to learn to live a life of love for God and for our neighbors, and we're good. Amen. That's what Jesus said with the golden rule, right? Uh-huh. But nothing is pure to those who are corrupt and unbelieving, because their minds and consciences are corrupt. Such people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. So that means the way we live can tell people that we believe in God, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we don't want to live in a way that denies God. Amen. We want people to look at our life and go, man, that guy knows God. Amen. They are detestable and disobedient, worthless for doing anything good. Wow, what a way to end that chapter. He ends it with telling you what bad people are really like. So now let's go on to chapter number two. As for you, Titus... Promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teachings. Teach the older men to exercise self-control and to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. You believe that? Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't want us to be stupid, guys. The Bible does not want us to live like fools. It wants us to live wisely. So we should be trying to gain wisdom in our life, right, Saul? Amen. Yes, yes. that's why we do schoolwork and we Bible says from God comes all wisdom. Spend time with God. So if we're being wise, we're going to be learning from God. Yeah. So we must also teach old men that they must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in the way that honors God. So how should older women live? In the way that 
honors God. That means they shouldn't be a Karen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Still no, has to do with anything. Does it does? Mom does not like our Karen jokes. No. <laughs> Karen is, Karens are against the world. <laughs> no, but we are going to be serious here. So let's get back to what women should be like, older women. They must not slander each other or be heavy drinkers. So even the women shouldn't be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children. That's important. Couples. They might know a thing or two, right? Amen. Yeah. They should live wise and be pure to work in their own homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. That's all the things that they should be teaching young women. That's very good. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do Reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teachings. Teach the truth so your teaching cannot be criticized. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed and have nothing bad to say about us. Slaves must always obey their masters and do their best to please them. They must not talk back or steal, but must show themselves to be entirely trustworthy and good. Then they will make the teaching about our God and Savior attractive in every way. For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people. And we are entrusted to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. While we look forward with hope to the wonderful day when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. That is very good. So God definitely didn't give his life so we could sin all we want, right guys? Correct. No, he gave his life so that we could live godly lives committed to doing good deeds. Amen. That's very good, man. You must teach these things and encourage the believers to do them. You have the authority to correct them when necessary. So don't let anyone discourage what you say. That is very good. Mm-hmm. That is exactly how we should live as Christians. Chapter number three. Chapter three. And it's the final chapter in this book. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once, we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, 
He saved us. Not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing division among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth, and their own sin condemns them. I am planning to send either Artemis or Tychius to you. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay here for the winter. Do everything you can to help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos with their trip. See that they are given everything they need. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Everybody here sends greetings. Please give my greetings to the believers who love us. May God's grace be with you all. That's the end of the book, guys. Wow. Nice. Yeah, Titus is in the bag, dude. That was quick. Yeah, it's not bad. It's only three little chapters. Nice. And this week's going to be a smaller Bible study, but we're going to knock these books out. And we're going to get through the whole New Testament. So let's knock out one more book because this book's even shorter. It's only got one chapter in it. What? Philemon. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah, I've never heard uh, Bible scriptures or pages or books have only books. one chapter. Oh, wait till we get to 1st, 2nd, 3rd John and Peter. We got a lot of good small books. But here we go. Chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from Paul. A prisoner for preaching the good news about Christ. And from our brother Timothy. I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister Appa. Appa. I think it's Appa. A-P-P-H-I-A. Is it Appa? <laughs> it's a silly name. And to our fellow soldier, Arachapus. This is even crazier. And to the church that meets in your house, may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. How many of you guys know we got good things in Christ? Oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, man. It's not a hard life being a Christian. It's a great life being a Christian. Yeah, and an easy one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, living a good Christian life is the way you want to live, right? We don't have to go through all the bad things in life. Yeah. 
Yeah, God blesses us. He takes care of us. We don't waste our money. We don't destroy our lives. Yeah, we got to try and convince everybody in the world of that so they can understand. I don't like seeing people suffer, right? Well, let's keep going. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do. But because of your love, I prefer simply to ask you, consider this as a request from me. Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ, I appeal to you to show kindness to my friend, Onimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onimus hasn't been for much use to me in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I am sending him back to you, and with him comes my own heart. I wanted to keep him here with me while I was in chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I don't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onimus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother. So they're talking about one of his slaves that got away, and now he became a believer, and he's sending him back to the guy who owned him, who's also a believer. Especially to me, now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. So if you consider me your partner, welcome him back as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. And I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this letter to you that you will do what I ask and even more. One more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Informaeus, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my co-workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. How many of those names you guys think I got wrong there? Um, oh, 60%. 60%? I'm oh. good with that, guys. Yeah, that's all right. Again, they, need, they oh. can get shorter names. I like Luke, Luke, Mark. Those are easy. They can all have friends like that. We wouldn't have any problems. That's because everybody knows how to spell that. To yeah. Me. Well, we are done with the Bible study, guys. We finished the whole book of Philemon 2. Wow. It was nice. just a short letter to another believer of Paul's, and it was to teach us that how we're supposed to view people who are around us that become believers as brothers in Christ now. Right. That's amazing. So I know this is a little bit of a short Bible study, but that's okay. We'll end in some prayer. How about that, guys? Amen. 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 Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Everybody, welcome to listening to pray along with us.
Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds today, God. Thank you for spreading your word in our lives, God. Allow us to make these principles part of our life as we continue the Christian life, Lord. That we can be a light shining into this dark world, inspiring them to live lives like Jesus Christ. We worship you and thank you for everything. We praise your name, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We love it so much. We can't wait to do it again with you. So hopefully you bring along your Bible and you get ready for the next adventure. And until next time, may God richly bless you. Amen. Have a good week. Amen. Bye. Amen. Jesus.